Welcome to Egg Foo. What? The world's one and only. The first and only podcast about people eating stuff. I'm I'm working on my pregnant pause. All right. Well, that was very pregnant. Mike uh, Francesa is the king of the pregnant pause. Oh, don't, don't. Let me tell you now, don't even try. (laughs) So, it only leads to frustration for you. I'm going to try some pregnant pauses in this episode. You want to try it again? or (laughs) No, no. That was fine. You interrupted, but uh, I think I I got my point across. I mean, that was a hell of a... It seemed like less of a pregnant pause and like, oh my God, I hope Mike's okay. (laughs) So I guess in that case, in that that means it worked. So uh, I'm looking forward to these pregnant pauses throughout the show. I pulled a Mitch McConnell. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, yeah. have you seen? Have you heard? Before we get started, I mean, I haven't watched it, but this Jada Pinkett Smith stuff. Yeah, I do not. I I what keep seeing it? it popping up, and it's like, are really? Is this the time? This stuff. Well, <laughs> you know, plus like, it's like we 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 used to love sinking our teeth into a nice juicy sex scandal, mm-hmm. like ooh celebs banging each other and mm-hmm. scandal. And now we're all sit, apparently sitting around talking about her marriage. Like, are they friendly to each other? And apparently, yeah, she she contradicts herself on a daily basis. I guess that's the and general... Uh, we're all like, are they filing their taxes separately? Who's feeding the fish? Yeah. What the hell? No, Who cares? Something's being promoted, isn't there? Does she have a book or something? Uh, it's probably a book about whatever the hell she's talking about yeah, yeah. Her marriage that she doesn't can't seem to decide whether or not she's in yeah exactly i'm like how yeah. boring have we begun with our celebrity <laughs> scandals this is it yeah are they, no. are they are they living together uh-huh yeah yeah no that's definitely up there with uh who cares who cares who gives a shit <laughs> yeah but there it is every day yeah great <laughs> right next two to the people, ta- taylor two, swift two, updates two insanely rich people who could just Swing a dead rat and hit 10 people that would be happy to be with them. I got to sweat their marriage. <laughs> it's a lot, right? With everything going on, all hell sh- breaking loose. Yeah. And, and we, we're supposed to be invested in the the Jadis Pickett Smith, yeah. uh, Will Smith marriage. Yeah. But it's, but it's, it's not even a tawdry thing. Even with that whole thing where she maybe possibly had a affair with some young guy, but like nobody knows, but they keep saying it. <laughs> You Even seem to know that. a lot about it. I mean, I, well, I, I, I listen mean, to I, Howard Stern for like five minutes this drift. morning. I know the general drift of this. Well, that's thing. all I kind of know. I see the headlines. I don't read the articles. I see the headlines. I'm not sitting there watching the whole interview or whatever. Yeah. Headlines. Yeah. Even the Chris Rock, I'm sick. Who cares at this point? Yeah. It's like the most nothing sexual skin. This is America. Can we get back yeah. to having a real sex scandal? Well, <laughs> The cu- the culture is in a toilet. is It's been in a toilet for a long time. So we there keep we finding new lows. You know, you, you can, how low can we go? You know, um, I mean, I have a feeling we can keep going. I have a feeling we can go lower. Okay, well, so, something to look forward to. But this isn't even low. It's just boring. Like, well, oh, yeah, it's, it's low. It's boring. Who drops it's, the kids off at school? Or yeah. Who, Feeds the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pitiful. Yeah. It is. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Another scandal. 
no. Apparently. We're going to be a scandal podcast now? No, no, this is it. This okay. is all Hollywood tea I had. Okay. Apparently, if you can believe it, early in their relationship, and they were like 20. Here we go. <laughs> I, I thought we were moving on to a new scandal. Justin Timberlake may have cheated on Britney Spears. Oh, okay. You yeah. believe it. All right, okay. A 20-year-old Justin Timberlake <laughs> may have been on May have, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Let's get the gears going. That's going to be the whole next two weeks. Well, Britney Spears has a book coming out, so that's what's going on there. Yeah. Um, Breaking so- news, world's most popular, handsome, single, well, he wasn't single, handsome, rich celebrity may have cheated on his girlfriend. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Whoever heard of that happening in the history of the world? My my mind just walked out of my skull <laughs> to walk down the street to have a drink. It's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. No. Too much. Greg, Greg Wilson cheats on Britney Spears? That's a story. <laughs> 20-year-old JT? Come on now. So, come on. Are you going to get the Britney book? Of course I'm going to get the Britney book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it is, a book? She's got I know book. one book you're not getting. The Bernie Taupin book? Yeah, who who's yeah. reading that? Well, there are fans of Elton John. Believe it or not. Yeah, I I tried to, to the audience. I, I you know, I tried to have a musical opening. Uh I never really got deep into uh Elton John's early albums. I came on uh my sister, uh my older sister Mary was the first one buying albums in my family. Mm-hmm. So she she became an Elton John fan. It was sort of his peak period. Don't shoot me. I'm only a piano player. I think mm-hmm. I even had the single, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I got on board. She got the uh, his albums from that point on to Blue Moves, which was sort of a Elton John killer for me. <laughs> Hold on that. It's well, there's nothing on it. That's the problem. Oh. And it was like a, <laughs> that's the problem. It was, yeah, it was a double album. I mean, all his previous albums at least had one or two great songs. You know, I, I think an argument could be made after listening to I just did a binge listen. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to his albums from uh, 69 through 75. Mm-hmm. To, me, to me, that's his peak period. And uh, the albums are solid, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's always like one or two great songs. So I think people can make an argument that he's a great singles artist. Uh, not very dissimilar to Tom Petty, who you dismissed on a previous episode of this podcast. Correct. <laughs> now, when I when I suggested, you know, doing a binge listen of the early Elton John albums, tell the audience what your response was. Uh, was it hell no? <laughs> well, you used well, another you used another word. Hell nope. <laughs> you want me to say the f word, Mike? Is that what it's come to? No, you described his music as being beige. Yes, it's like first of all, here's two middle aged dudes who love music, but we're gonna choose one guy that both of us admit we have never really been into. And then we're gonna talk about his 9,000 songs. Well, I, I was into El- Elton John at the time. When, those, mm-hmm. when those, those big albums were coming out, you know, those were the only albums I had to play. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to him constantly. Mm-hmm. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, 
Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Those were formidable albums in my youth. Listened to them quite a bit. I can't imagine anything more boring than the two of us going through some guy whose music we don't love. Let's come on. No, I do love. I, I, I love the singles. I think the singles are well, great. I would agree that I think he's always I've always compared him and Billy Joel, which I don't know if that's fair or anybody else says. Like I feel like I don't I think it's fair. A nice I don't 45. think it's fair to Elton John. Well, I, I think you could put together a nice 45, you know, one side of a 90-minute cassette tape, a nice mix. I'd be very happy with. I think Elton John's highs are higher than Billy Joel's highs. Okay. Uh, when I came, when I was coming of age and hearing music, or whatever, it was it was when he had his big comeback. I think it was a comeback with like, I guess that's why they call it the blues. I'm still standing. Sad song. Say so much. Yeah. I like and I like all those songs. Uh-huh. But am I going back and digging through his 90 albums? No. no. So you never listened to uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? No. No. Well. I would think musician, what he did at Diana's funeral. I mean, the the onions to pull that off without break, you know, that was some ice water in your veins, professional musician shit. Egg mm-hmm. what cat doffed. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him, but I can't imagine going through his albums and like so well, we weren't gonna do a song by song analysis. I mean, well, it, it sounds like to me you've never listened to the albums. No. So you've heard a few songs. Yeah, I, you, I know. You kind of liked them. I kind of like them, but not enough. He's just always. What I meant was, he's just always been there. Like I don't remember a world when there weren't fifty Elton Johns on the radio. Songs no, I get it. Yeah, he, he, you know, he, he's been overplayed. He's a light FM staple. Right. <laughs> You hear him in the supermarket. Yeah, you, you don't really have to be a fan to hear his music. It's out there. I, I I get that. But, you know, I think if you listen to the music closely, it's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. And particularly with you, you're a Beatles fan. I mean, he's, you know, he's a great pop song writer. And his stuff approaches some of the Beatles. He's got orchestrations going on. I mean, it's really, but it's, do not, we, it's not like do, pop bubblegum, you know, it's. Do, do we ding him a little bit because, like Brian Wilson, he doesn't write any of the words? Well, he had a collaboration. It was a collaboration. You know, I, I don't ding him for that. So now, after 50 years of this very public figure, we all know and love Elton John. He's a celebrity. Uh, he's always out there doing stuff. We, we all feel like we know Elton John. Mm-hmm. Even me, who's not a fan. Mm-hmm. But now we want to read a book by the half of the partnership that nobody, like you, could you recognize Bernie Ta- if he walked in front of you? <laughs> no. Do you know or care anything about him? I mean, I know, I know the old picture is sort of what he looked like back in the 70s. Oh, well, there you go. You know? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I got, I, got, I got off pretty early. I, and and I from, from all accounts, the 80s were not a good decade for him. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a lifelong fan of Elton John. But I think that six-year period is is one of the strongest runs, you know, of any pop artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a strong run. But I struggle. Same thing with Brian Wilson. Can he truly be a genius on the level of other geniuses if he doesn't even? I don't say he doesn't care about the words, but he hasn't written a single word for fifty years. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a little weird to me. Like, and yeah. no, even when he got 
to be Elton John, did he think, you know what? Fuck it. Let me, maybe I got something to say. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how, if he just blindly takes the words and does this music and doesn't really care or he really, whatever. But it's a little weird to me. That's like, I well, can't, I love, I love. Well, I'm going to turn your argument against you. Huh? I'm going to turn your argument against okay. you. But Elvis Presley, ever hear of him? Nobody calls Elvis Presley a songwriter. Well, who's calling Elton John a songwriter? You. He, 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 no, I'm, I'm saying he's, he's a, a collaborator. He, he's a he's a collaborator. He collaborates with the songwriter, just like Jerry Garcia collaborated with his songwriter. It's right. it's a no. partnership. It's music. Elvis, yeah, a band, like a band. Elvis didn't do any of that. That's a bad example, bro. What do you mean? It's the same thing. He he just he's just a performer. You know, I mean, yeah, Elton John's writing the music. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, Elvis Elvis Presley did even less. You know, he's, right, not even, he's not even doing the music. I think the right analogy would be Brian Wilson, who doesn't seem to give a shit, whatever the words are. Uh, I, I he have did a, it one time. I love, I love during Brian his peak Wilson. Period. What? Didn't he? Didn't he write the words in his during the peak period? No. No, he Gary never Usher, did. Van Dyke Parks. Okay. He always had a guy. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm not saying he didn't write any words at any time, but he always had a guy, a collaborator writing the words. So I cannot, can I put him on the same level as Lennon McCartney, Ray Davies, Paul Westerberg? Uh, it's tough. And, and unlike, unlike Elton John, I feel like I know more of Brian Wilson's music. So when you dismissed uh, the Elton John idea, talking about him on the show. And I still do. You suggested Although, you you suggested instead that we revisit a certain album. Well, I, I just to be clear, I just don't think anybody cares about hearing two guys talk about some guy they don't really care about. Yes. Now this is a good topic. Ban- uh, albums by bands we love, 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 love that are like universally acknowledged as being terrible, and the ultimate one seems to be uh, the Clashes. Cut the crap. Which, as terrible as it is, still does have one legit clash classic on it. Uh, but it's pretty terrible. Would you say that's the best example of that? Or oh, I thought you were. You know, when you brought it up, I thought I thought you were going to try and make the case that it's a worthwhile album. So you're saying it's worthwhile because it's got one cut on it that you like. It's got one song that they like. They even they pretended "Cut the Crap" never happened mm-hmm. until about. They had some box set, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when they finally acknowledged this is England because that's how great the song is. It somehow triumphed over Cut the Crap. No, nah, it's it's not top shelf. It's it's one it's of their... It, it, no, no. It, they, they're trying to do that, get that rap sound going. Whenever they tried to be funky, whenever they tried to incorporate some rap elements... You know, it's it's right, not. But that's not on This Is England. That's on all yeah, the other. That that synthesized beat they got on there, it's yeah, it's 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 got. It could have been. It could have. It it is a victim of its time. It could have been recorded differently, but it's still a great song. The and first, certainly, the, uh, compared to the other turds on that album. <laughs> so I so I listened to this album and it's in perfect condition. I, I didn't realize uh, I had. Used for... <laughs> I, well, I, I don't think I played it since the first time I played it. Really, the first side. The first side is so terrible with those synthesized horns going. It's it's like a mess. You know, it's like, how did anybody listen to that and think 
this is worth serving out to the public. Well, I'll tell you how. It's called kicking Mick Jones out of your band. <laughs> yeah. And uh and Bernie Rhodes was his uh partner then. Yeah, yeah. So just, yeah, just just a onslaught of bad ideas. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm a, a Joe Strummer fan, but you know, it's a bumpy road. Uh this being the first major bump. Uh earthquake weather. I remember getting oh, that God. when it came. Oh, God. You know, so I remember trying to get through that lyric sheet that came with the, the booklet, but that's yeah. it's like I'm just peeling off page like they did, and they were tiny print. Like, oh, yeah, wow, all the words. Did you put all the words? Well, cut the crap. I guess they had so little respect for most of the songs on there. You only get the lyrics to three of the songs, which is weird. Not uh, if you know the songs. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not even this is England didn't even make the the three song cut, but. uh I actually saw this uh, edition of The Clash live. Did you? Yeah. You saw them at Bonds, right? Well, I saw them at Bonds, but then I I saw the three guitar attack. <laughs> wow. And it, it was something uh, at, at a Ryder College in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And it was not that well attended because we literally were on the lip of the stage. It was in a uh, like a basketball court. So, mm -hmm. so you had like sort of the bleachers on the sides and then the floor wow. was open and you could just sort of go up as close as you wanted. So me and my friends are right on the lip of the stage. The saliva is flying right over our head. <laughs> and it's so loud mm -hmm. that uh, my ears were ringing at the end of that show. I, I did. I think I did serious harm to my hearing during that show. Mm. I, rem I remember enjoying it. Uh, I don't believe they really were playing anything from the new album. Yeah, I mean, just... they're all obviously like the two. Well, the, I forget their names. I'm sure I knew it at some point. Howard, Pete Howard, or I'm sure I knew them at some point. Uh, you know, they're all probably I'm sure they're all amazing musicians. And Nick Shepard, yeah. Pete Shepherd. Howard and Vince White. Yeah. Yeah. Not even I'm, distinctive yeah. names. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they're all obviously great guitar players. So I'm sure they played everything great. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there's also a reason they didn't play anything off that album. Mm -hmm. uh, but you would admit that this is England, even with it, and I know it, it, you're right that production if they could re-record it, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure it'd be better. But uh, that is at least a great song. Would you admit that? No, I I, I think it's sec it's second second tier, not what's top the, shelf, not top shelf. What's better than it? Second tier. Well, anything I'm on London. I'm not saying you have to put it in the top ten, <laughs> but. It's up there for me. Okay. No, I, I, I know it is. And, and that's why I thought when you brought it up, I thought you were going to make a case for the whole record. I, I'm going to let you in on another dirty little secret, young Michael. <laughs> I've never loved most of uh, Combat Rock. Yeah, and I, I'm not a huge fan of that, no. I mean, so, it's got some big cuts. I mean, the dirty secret with The Clash is, as much as I love The Clash, and you know how much I love The Clash and I mm -hmm. worship Joe Strummer, when you when you sit back, they didn't have an incredibly long or deep catalog as you might have thought. No, no. Yes, they had one great debut album that mm -hmm. you know it's kind of one long song mm -hmm. and it's great. Mm -hmm. And a sophomore album that when it hits, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Not an A plus, but I think that's underrated. The second album, you're probably right. It's a little mm -hmm. underrated. Mm -hmm. um, like the high, like safe European homes, mm -hmm. as you call it, top yeah. tier. Uh, top shelf, top shelf, top shelf. Sorry, 
Well, Even better. Some bartender uh, lingo. Somebody just got a nickname. Uh, <laughs> it, and you're right. It's probably a little underrated. Uh, and then, of course, London Calling is London Calling. Mm -hmm. San Denise is amazing, but it really could have been edited down to mm -hmm. a single album. <laughs> Did you ever hear of something called Sandinista Now? And I guess I guess this was like a promotional album only sent to radio stations. And it was only one album called from Sandinista. Oh, I'm curious yeah. what songs made made the cut, you know, because that might be a, a kind of a really solid album. <laughs> well, you happen to know somebody who has publicly listed his what would a single album be from mm -hmm. Sandinista? OK, yeah, you're interested. <laughs> might want to retweet that one. I'll, I'll put that out there. Uh, and then a couple of great singles and at least one EP, mm -hmm. plus a living EP, uh, and the Gates of the West EP. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's kind of shocking how kind of threadbare their catalog is. And then what is there is pretty great, but it's like... Yeah, it's a relatively short career, yeah. And, uh, and then when it goes into decline, which, you know, it starts to on Sandinista, there's some, there's some bloat on there that they should have known better. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, a reading, uh, I don't know how old the book was, a couple, but he was like, well, Sandinista was meant to be uh, for someone to like pick up the needle and just drop it over and over. And it's like, well, who fucking does that? <laughs> and, and then, uh, then People I with think, ADD, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. And when, when it, when Spotify came out or whatever, when, their stuff started streaming. I remember thinking, gee, well, now we now you can skip around like Mick wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. And that was Mick Jones uh, quote. But the key. Yeah. The key to uh, cut the crap is. And again, I'm team Joe. I love Joe Trump. But that's when it really shows how musical Mick Jones was. He was the actual musical talent. Uh -huh. Yeah. And you get rid of that. It's mm -hmm. like, all right, good luck having yeah. writing songs with Bernie fucking Rhodes. Who, mm -hmm. you know, but do you think of any other uh, really bad swan songs like like Cut the Crap? I mean, somebody mentioned well, Velvet Underground Squeeze, which yeah. I'm not even familiar with that record. I <laughs> literally didn't know that existed until like a year ago. <laughs> okay, well, I, I just learned about it today. And even the cover art is like vaguely like loaded. <laughs> it looks weird, yeah. And I think I, I brought it up to our friend Will. Uh, he was talking about how handsome Wadi is. And I made him, I said, look, while you're taking a break uh -huh. about how handsome Wadi is, I think I mentioned, of course, he was like, oh, of course, well, you haven't heard of that? What are you, an idiot? Uh -huh. uh, I literally, it's not that I hadn't listened to it. I literally uh -huh. didn't know it existed. But, yeah, no, it's, it's not really discussed much. And, you know, I'm a fan of the Velvet Underground, but I can't believe no, I've, I've gotten this whole time, never heard of it. Never even heard of it. And then so, I, like, I looked at some of the all music uh, guide reviews. And people are saying it's underrated. So it would have I'm, to be. Now I'm curious. Now I'm curious about it. Well, that's so, how they get you, Mike. Maybe I'll check it out during the week. But when you say swan song, does that have to be the last album? Because you look at a band like, you know, I mean, of course, my number one, True Love, The Ramones. But, you know, pretty much all of their albums by the end were kind of like, ugh. Uh, now they would always have like one or two cuts that, are, that were great. Just stick it on the front and then shit on the rest of it and then never play them all live anyway. Uh, but or do you want to find the last album, the great band? It's just a turd. Oh, like yeah, that, that's I or, mean, that's kind of what what 
cut the crap is. I mean, they kind of crapped out. You know, it's like oh, <laughs> this good one. <laughs> this, this, who, who, was the, who was the critic who had that famous? Uh, I don't think it was Chris Gow. His whole Chris uh, Gow defends the album. He gave it a B plus. Well, he just wants to be an asshole. Well, I think he, he's just loyal to the band, and it would have looked bad if he kind of yeah. It's uh, like John Wayne whenever Mick up. Jagger puts out an album. Oh, ten stars. <laughs> He built them up as the greatest rock band, rock and roll band ever. And then here comes Cut the Crap. Well, you know, must have really been a mind blower for yeah. him. But somebody's whole review was Cut the, was it Cut the, Cut the. <laughs> so. Maybe, maybe Grail Marcus. He's, he's kind of, been him. he does those one liners. Um, I mean, to me, that's tough to beat. But then again, I'm wrestling with it because. I do love This Is England so much. So is that enough to make me want to move on to another shitty swan song? What do you have? What's your... No, I, you know, I, I've, I've been trying to think all day and I couldn't really come up with one. So I put it out on Twitter and, you know, well, somebody mentioned Squeeze and somebody mentioned an Alice Cooper album. I, I never went deep with him. So is that Alice Cooper? Was Did he mention it? <laughs> no. But like... uh. I, I didn't make it to the end with the Ramones, shockingly. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I, they, I sort of bailed after uh, Too Tough to Die, which I did. You know, I thought that was a great record. But uh, I was kind of done after that because the reviews after that were pretty dismal. Yeah, like but, Animal Boy and Halfway to Sanity, half of them are great. Half are like unlistenable. Uh -huh. And then they trapped out a couple of their albums. You know, same thing, but same thing with R.E.M. Like after like, Bill Barry left. They put out like a million albums. I love R.E.M. I could not give a shit about any of those albums. Actually, that might be a good candidate. I mean, I I try to listen to the very end with R.E.M., but yeah, they they were they were getting harder to uh, listen to. But I don't the know difference what... between that and Cut the Crap is it was like a, a bit of a sustained greatness, and then it's like it hit a wall, mm -hmm. and then oof. whereas like R.E.M. just kind of goes on, went on and on, and like. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I'll say a band I love whose album, last album, I couldn't give two shits about and everyone's going to get upset at me is all shook down. Okay, yeah. You, you're not paying me to listen to that fucking record. <laughs> everybody's going to go, when did that Mary go around? Oh, get the fuck out of here. It's so. a mellow record. You know, I don't I don't think it's bad. I think I was more disappointed by uh, Don't Tell a Soul. That just seemed like they it was so polished yeah, that, that they were like, oh, we're going to change our whole sound and try and go for the gusto and get a radio hit, so which I don't you know, I don't I don't begrudge them that, you know, uh, but it just seemed like a sellout. You know, I'm not, I don't throw that word around a lot. Everybody wants to call bands a sellout when they do something. Yeah, you know, I never like that. I, I think bands you know, are entitled to try and become popular. I mean. Uh, to to try and make a living, but I, I've, um, got, yeah, I've never gotten into that sellout bullshit. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I love I, a band. I want everybody in the world to hear them. And right, right. But uh, but don't tell a soul. Just felt like such a blatant, you know, change of direction that it was like, oh, is this the same band that I love? <laughs> this is something different. Sit down tonight and listen to All Shook Down, and I promise you, this is going to be you at the end. Huh. <laughs> no, like all shook, all shook down is just like to me, like all right, yeah, it's like a solo record, 
and he's he's going in this different direction. And so it kind of makes sense that he was going to go in his, his own direction. He wasn't going to be this raucous rock guy anymore. He's going to be a little more sensitive and, um, you know, less rocking, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of where he went. I mean, he never really kept that hard rock sound. He never brought that back. You know, he became more of a pop guy. Mm-hmm. So made sense to me. And it's mellow. I'll put it on, listen to it. Feels like a, you know, Sunday afternoon record. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I guess the world's, I, the world's littered with bands that like peter out, mm-hmm. like like an R.E.M. or the Ramones or mm-hmm. uh, like at least the Ramones, the last three or four albums, I could cobble together like a 14 song album of songs I love from those albums. But, uh, R.E.M. just has 20 albums after Bill Berry that I, I don't mm-hmm. I'm, I can't think of a better example than Cut the Crap where it just slammed into a brick wall. Yeah. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. Everybody pretended it didn't happen for 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was, you know, I thought maybe I unloaded that record. I was surprised it was still in the stacks and it's in in mint, mint condition. Untouched. It's, a, it's an import. I must, I think I must have paid more money for it. Wow, you were itching <laughs> to get your little paws on it. <laughs> I was such a fan. And uh, now I got to put it on, uh, put it up on disc, uh, what is it, disc logs or whatever the hell that thing is. I, li- I like you referring to the stacks. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, I do have some stacks. I, I never got rid of my records. and Mike's, got a Mike's lot of lost them. in the stacks. He's going to be a while. <laughs> Still alphabetized. You know, it didn't, uh, I was able to find it pretty easily. Anyway. So hey. this week hey, coming off our. Jones out, pay the price. <laughs> so coming off uh, Mystery Dish number one last week, I'm still not ready to go back to. Um, Chinese takeout. I, I, I just need a, a break. And is this the end? Maybe. Who knows? Um, we we did a end? pretty we, we did a pretty thorough job with the Chinese takeout menu. Um, I think if people want to make suggestions, if we miss something, hey, put it in the comments section. You know, oh. if, if, if there's a specific dish you want to hear us uh, try, uh, let us know. Is this a good time for fan mail? We have a fan letter. Oh, do we? Well, let me. All right. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with the fan mail. All right. Go ahead. Okay. I mean, I don't know if this fan mail, but uh, so wrote in uh, gents. Classy opener. <laughs> uh, this isn't fan mail as much as like a suggestion. <laughs> uh, I highly recommend bad Chinese food reviews via Google. Warms my heart. Main Moon in Highland, New York has some gems. <laughs> And so then he posts a one of the reviews, and the guy goes, uh, whoever reviewed it, good food, but after t- telling them about food allergies, they said, no problem. Hour later in the bathroom throwing up. Had to use the EpiPen. Never again. <laughs> Here's the best part. Uh-huh. The owner responds, I don't know what happened, but sorry to hear that. <laughs> I love the chutzpah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think we know what happened. <laughs> Told you about the food food allergies. Nobody gave a shit. Catch in. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole different world with the internet. I mean, 
I, I can go down a rabbit hole with restaurant reviews. I mean, they are amusing. But the owner's dumb response is the best part to me. I, yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, most, most of it, well, yeah, sometimes the owners are brave enough to, uh, you know, comment on a complaint and, and try and write the ship there. But a lot of times they just comment on, you know, thanking them for the high praise when they get a five star review. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. Right on this one. the negative reviews can be quite amusing. Um, what happened? Were you eating from another restaurant while you were in this restaurant? That got you sick? <laughs> what happened? So, something happened. Yeah. I don't know what happened. So thank you. I don't. I don't want to give the guy's uh, name out unless he wants. Well, give him a shout out. He sent you some mail. Let's. Can I say his name? Yeah. All right. Brendan O'Sullivan. Okay. Thanks, My Brendan. People. Let's get that. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get some more fan mail coming in. You know, we're, we'll we'll field your questions. Uh, take up some um, ideas for the show. But anyway, I had an idea for after last week's show. I figured, you know, a, a nice segue since we, we, we got into a nice discussion about chili, different uh, types of chili around the country. And uh, we struck a nerve with the Nebraska chili. Yes. Where they like chili with cinnamon rolls, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around with that one. But uh, Jessica Elsner, she did a uh, little it, report on I, Facebook. If I'm not wrong, is your new uh, Grateful Dead BFF? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, for taking some of that off my plate. <laughs> yeah, she's doing no a deep dive that. on the Dick's Picks, and I've tried to steer her in the direction of the good stuff because there's a lot of bad stuff. I don't love every Grateful Dead thing. You know, I, I, I jumped off the bus in 78, and I was done pretty much. You know, they went on another... <laughs> Yeah, they went on until the mid nineties. So yeah, I was I was out a long time. I don't know. I don't know a lot of people from Nebraska. I don't know a lot about Nebraska, but this mm -hmm. cinnamon bun chili thing sounds horrifying. It sounds like, according to, there was a lot of input from some uh, people in Nebraska talking about uh, that they they received it in elementary school, so they developed a taste. Who knew that uh, people the doing the menus for elementary schools would form the uh, food habits mm -hmm. of the kids, you know, for a lifetime, apparently. Well, it makes sense, I guess. And, yeah. And, and I'm wondering, you know, because I actually knew a guy who did that. He was a cook in a, a school in Bayonne and he was, he'd do the menus and stuff, but I'm wondering, did this, is this just a, like a, a coincidental thing that happened? Because, you know, it, it's dictated by the cost of the food they can get. So maybe just randomly, <laughs> you know, they got a good deal on chili and they got a good deal on cinnamon rolls. Voila. If, it, if, it's, such, <laughs> if it's such a regional thing, maybe that's, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I guess, you know, maybe it was a big seller <laughs> with the kids liked it. You know, you can, I mean, see, I can see where if I was a kid. Yeah. Sure. Especially yeah. The, like the other, like mushed up, like the, the, part of the reason I think I don't appreciate vegetables as much as I'm trying to or should is when you grow up in the South and the time I did vegetables meant we're going to crush them into a pulp. So they're disgusting. 
and look like you know buggers and mm -hmm. just instead of like here's some asparagus. So it was here, a texture. It was a texture that yeah, they would just did you in. blend them into a pulp. Uh huh. You know, if you hand me a leaf of spinach right now, I'd be like, oh, this is delightful. Thank you, Michael. Uh, but back now, just pulp. Just make it. It's like so. Yeah, that was a bad start for me with vegetables. So. Did but, we talk uh, about Al Michaels, who claims to yeah. have never? Have we, have we talked about that? Did we talk about that last week? I think so. Yeah. He also, I don't know where last week he announces he's never eaten never a eaten a vegetable. Yeah. And I'm like, a does that count potatoes? Mm -hmm. B how's this motherfucker been on TV for sixty years, <laughs> and this has never come up? Uh huh. And he he claims he's living proof that uh, vegetables aren't important. <laughs> which I is mean, kind of absurd. That, but anyway, that, that's the one thing I love. I do. That's the one thing uh -huh. I do like about our former president. Uh -huh. I mean, he seems to be eating McDonald's six times a day, and he might outlive us all. <laughs> and he, and he has a no exercise policy. So I'm like, well, look at. I mean, he's the old. You don't call golf uh, exercise? Not when he's on a cart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the chili and cinnamon rolls. Yes. Uh, so yeah, there's there's you can check it out on Facebook. Uh, Jessica Elsner did a lengthy got got a big response from people. Are you uh, sticking that in my face? Because you know I'd never get any response. Well, no, I'm going to stick it in your face shortly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, in the report we also find out about uh, I guess it's a uh, Nebraska chain of restaurants called Runza, and, and and it's a menu item there. You know, it's like uh, prominently featured the chili and uh, cinnamon rolls. So I guess if you're passing through uh, Nebraska, maybe you want to do that. You know, hit, hit a runza. Because <laughs> uh, by now, I feel like a lot of these regional dishes have kind of, you know, everybody kind of knows about them. How have these things never made it out of Nebraska? Yeah. I, I You know, I guess it's tough for the Midwest getting stuff, getting but, the but, attention of the East Coast and the West Coast, you know, the snobs. Yeah, but you know. yeah, but nowadays, you know, it, it's surprising to me. But you, 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 you suggested we make we try it. Yeah, and I I couldn't get to it this with. Let's make it. We're gonna make cinnamon rolls and chili. Is there a name for it? I'm not making cinnamon rolls. I'm gonna buy one. You, you're well, you're actually I mean. you're gonna cook cinnamon. I mean, you can get them right and just heat. Oh, it you up. mean the just stick them in the oven? The the, you get the cylinder too. Hillsbury or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. I guess I could look for those. Oh, you're yeah. talking about just buying an already made cinnamon bun. Well, Entman's, you know, have really good cinnamon rolls. You could do that. I think of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that what they do? You can, I mean, yeah. I don't think, I don't know that it has to be piping hot out of the oven. Maybe it is. Maybe that's a better way to go. Um, you're saying you, I, I can find these easily in the frozen section? Yeah. Yeah. They're just like any other biscuit. Uh, they're in a biscuit I, I section. I think I'd like to do it that way. Okay. I don't, no. want, to I don't want to show you up. <laughs> you know, I, I've got access to a lot of good cinnamon rolls around me. So do what uh, you want to do, bro. I had multiple options, but I thought, you know, that would be a smooth segue, but you shoot it down. I was, what? Uh, you shot it down. I was like, you know, it would have been nice to have done it this week after last been, week talking I just about get it. get to it because, yeah. you know, I had the Hormel chili. Which I, I, you know, was worried about the expiration date. No turns, need to. Trust turns me. Out, turns out I got three more years on those cans of chili that I have. So the Hormel people are laughing at you. I think I'm, I think I'm still good. 
but I, I don't think I've ever seen an expiration date that far out, you know, well, I three love, years, you know, three years, uh, it'll last. Well, I think in three years, they're just going to check again and be like, yeah, it's still good. I mean, I've got a can, can of spam that's been kicking around a long time. I'm, I'm interested to see if uh, that expiration date lasts longer. I mean, you know, I love Hormel, but even I'm not pretending it's real food. I mean, <laughs> but I it mean, didn't even occur to me to just get a cinnamon bun and mm -hmm. do that. I, I immediately thought I would do the old Pillsbury, slot them in the oven. But uh, uh -huh. Well, that's a good idea. I mean, I think I think people probably do like, you know, fresh cinnamon rolls rather than the store-bought but if i thought of that then i could have done it this week but uh are okay. you saying it's no good if we do it next week the, the momentum is gone or well it, it would have been nice to do it this week the it segue been... i'm always thinking about the segue you are. I'm, <laughs> just a big I just, I'm, I'm just trying, no good. trying to keep you keep you good you know i gave you some lead time so you know i figured you could buy a can of hormel and and some cinnamon rolls and you'd be ready to go couldn't do it. No. Couldn't do it. You're too busy. You're busy trying to do good things for the show. And I'm just <laughs> can't do it. So but I want to uh, do it for next week. So when that got shot down, I, I just said, let's do another mystery dish. Shot down. <laughs> it was shot down. I mean, you, you I said, said hey, you, it, you, said you responded to me, and I'm looking for the response. I never got a response. I responded to you. And then I responded to you when you said you didn't respond to me. I saw that response. I didn't see the, the so-called previous response. Oh, I don't like that tone, Mike. So-called? <laughs> I mean, you could, just, you could just go up the thread and you, you see that there was no response. I mean, you know. I mean, unless something happened, I don't know, buddy. I, I said, <laughs> can we do it next week? Because it's hard. Yeah, hard oh, you, you, you blame it. Elon Musk uh, suppressed your, uh, <laughs> your, your DM. Is he getting into our DMs? I now? never, I never got that. D the DM yeah. is that he's already gone all as far as let me let me fuck with Mike and Greg. That's a, he's gone that far now. He's coming after us. Is he really out of ideas? Yeah, he's out of ideas. Uh, so I anyway, I, I like I like it as an idea. I'd like to do it. I just couldn't do it in the two days or whatever. Okay. And I didn't I didn't think of the whole just grab a cinnamon bun because yeah. I'm a I'm a purist. I'm a perfectionist. Okay. Right. I don't want to do it. Or, you just want to do it quick to. Because you don't care about the fans. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> I care about the fans. I'm trying to give the fans all I can. But, but hey, uh, big ups to Nebraska. <laughs> so anyway, we'll we'll hopefully follow that up next week. And um, so we we went with another mystery dish because I'm still got the the jitters about getting back to the Chinese food. What That's was it? The uh, Sichuan beef. Yeah. Yeah, beef. I don't. I'm, I don't have. I'm okay going back to Chinese food, but I get it after that thing. I mean, I beef may be my, you know, you've got your no-go shrimp. Oh. I think I have no-go beef now from this point on. Maybe that's oh. a way a way of going forward. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, but I'm the I'm history's <laughs> greatest monster. I don't like well, well, you can't you can't pick and choose. You can't like and well, I like, like beef. I you know, I, I'm just I'm done with Chinese takeout beef. It's, okay. a, it's a different I, I'm with subject. You the, mine was no prize either. So, uh -huh. on the... so what did you go? What, what did you do for the mystery dish? Well, I'm going to surprise you because, of course, the first thing I thought of and the next hundred up until <laughs> right up until the moment I decided I was going to get egg foo young. <laughs> Again. So you're just going to eat it every week. A, just to be funny and B, because, yes, if I I'm like, you why can. would I not? But then. Yeah. 
I decided it's been a couple of months since I've gone to my work cafeteria. Uh, you remember my whole saga with the sandwich? Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. uh, then find, but I was like, you know what? It's fall. I come back to life in the fall. Let's have a Dickensian return to light. I made my triumphant return to the work cafeteria today. And let me say, it was delightful. Okay. I was walking, about to walk in. And I'm thinking, oh, the girls, you know, the, the girls who use, you know, I've gotten this great rapport with and they know my sandwich and they love, you know. I was like, they're not going to, I think it's been two or three months. Uh -huh. I'm like, they're not going to remember me. It's going to, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. No, I walked through the door, boom, sandwich is already getting halfway done. Wow. I remembered everything. Did they ask where you, where, where have you been? No, because like an idiot, I thought they gave, they cared. <laughs> so right away, I'm uh -huh. like, oh, you know, I've been uh, bringing my own lunch. I just wanted to see what, you know, uh -huh. da -da -da, and I'm bullshitting this and that, you know, thinking she cares, which, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the, but, uh, but it was it was delightful. We had the we did the bizzo back and forth. I'm getting the laughs. She's getting like, how you doing? This and that. And mm -hmm. A couple of jokes about the weather. Sandwich is beautiful. What is the sandwich again? Uh turkey, cheese. Now they only have cheddar. They don't have American. That's all right. Mm -hmm. Lettuce, tomato, crunchy lettuce. Cheever, mm -hmm. cheeven. Talk, Mike. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm letting that pregnant pause breathe. Pregnant pause. Let me tell you something. So, if you remember, it took me weeks to get her to stop reaching, automatically reaching for the crappy lettuce, the limp, yeah, yeah. the leafy, the leafy lettuce. I'd always have to say, no, please, they're crunchy. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> now I think about it, I'm like, why? <laughs> if not for a sandwich, why is it the crunchy stuff even sitting there? Nobody else mm -hmm. uses it. Uh, finally got it so that. You know, she knew that. Boom. Didn't miss a beat. Right mm -hmm. to the good lettuce. I was overwhelmed. It was beautiful. Uh, it was great to be back. Great sandwich. I totally enjoyed my mystery meal number two. And uh, uh, up until that moment, I was really jazzed to get some egg for young. But I was like, you know what? I think today's the day to go back and see my crew, my girls. So. Well, I think you saw a, a photograph. It, it just goes to show while we're on a subject of lettuce. What a yes. what a what a what a what a sandwich killer lettuce can be. I don't get it. I, I got a sandwich from a place. I've been there a couple of times. Good stuff. Really, really nice place. It's a lunch and breakfast place. And I went there, you know, I've gotten a sandwich there before. They had like a, a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. And it said coleslaw, right, w with mm -hmm. it. And I assumed, well, the coleslaw will be on the side. I wasn't expecting coleslaw to be on the sandwich. What kind of sandwich? It was a, a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Okay, you know, I've and, seen... And, and it was really good, really yeah. good. But I would have preferred... The coleslaw being on the side. I usually ask for it on the side when they, because a lot of barbecue and hot That's chicken. That's a standard patties, thing? It does. I think to kind of, because if it's super hot, they want to kind of, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of barbecue sandwiches, they'll throw the slaw on it. I like it okay. on the side. but oh, Okay. Well, that was uh, uh, a life lesson. <laughs> that, that thing you sent around, uh -huh. I'm picturing it now. It looked like a dark green 
single piece of toilet paper left in the sink. <laughs> It like was just, scary looking. If you want to look it up on Twitter, I, I posted it the other couple of days ago. Yeah, that this was supposedly romaine. I, I, I went back to the, the out, I went I went back to the menu, and it says romaine. You know, that's all it says. And it it was otherwise it was a great another great ch sandwich except the inclusion of this piece of lettuce. It was a a grilled chicken sandwich with fresh mozzarella roasted peppers, a mm. little balsamic, you know, which is a, a standard sandwich I used to get in delis in Bayonne. Mm -hmm. They never put lettuce on it, you know, so it was never something I even thought about. And then, so I get this thing home and I'm chopping down and I'm mm. like, what is this wet thing ruining the sandwich? And it's, it's a piece of lettuce. What's it doing there? Who thought this was a good idea? And like you said, it looked like it was fished out of the the sink or, you know, like it, yeah. it, it looked terrible. It looked like seaweed. It looked like, you know, it was like a horror. People thought it was a, a dead bat. I mean, you know, people were like who thinks this horrified. Is but uh, can you think of a, a sandwich where something showed up and you're like, what's who thought this was a good idea? Just bad ideas in sandwich making. Well, I've, I've I've always bitched about the McDonald's McChicken sandwich, uh -huh. which I love. But if they would just not boil the mayonnaise first, it would be <laughs> even better. I think you mentioned the, um, the hot no, mayo. I mean, that shit was jarring. I don't. I do not. Um, let me let me tell you something. If anything comes out of this whole project, mm -hmm. number one, I want people to love that. You think of this as a project? That's right. That's, that's very endearing. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know. I, I think of it as a nice distraction. Nice distraction. That's, that's yeah, I agree. A yeah. project. Yeah. Right. It's not going into the Smithsonian. I don't I don't think it's going in there. Right. Nice <laughs> distraction. You're right. If I get anybody to learn to love Egg Foo Young, mm -hmm. learn to love. That sounds insulting. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean eat Egg Foo Young. Yeah. And to get people to at least question why are we eating this soggy, warm, stringy, tasteless. It just, it's disgusting. To, you, you bite into it, it just comes out in strings. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. it's always hot. Lettuce, I yeah. do not understand. Even Chick-fil-A, which we all worship at the altar of the Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> they stick that dopey fucking lettuce on there. Uh, they got lettuce on there. And it's like, and then they'll be like, oh, that's healthy nutrition. I'm like, yeah, if I eat a barrel of it, I'll get yeah. some nice nutrition. I love crunchy, crispy lettuce. Mm. I know. I understand there's no nutrition to it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's fine. But this other shit. And again, yeah, spinach is nutritional, but you have to eat a gallon of it to get anything out of it. <laughs> I don't understand why people. I think. Uh -huh. I posit. Mm. If people stop for two seconds and thought about that lettuce, they would think to themselves, yeah, why am I eating this? so-called lettuce right. that they just throw on but yeah. i think about it and it's terrible yeah it's like no. going to prison it's like going to prison and saying wait a minute why do we have to rape each other all the time let's take a minute do we have to do this let's, let's not go there just take Thanks. a second that's all i'm saying take a minute and uh -huh. i bet you people would be like yeah why are we eating this lettuce uh -huh. like who doesn't love crispy crunchy lettuce yeah now one of the worst discoveries of this journey 
I, I think journey, of it we're calling a, it a journey. I, I, think, I think of it. I call as, it a, a lovable distraction. A distracting, a distracting journey. Distracting journey project. Yeah, like we're we're, we're just strolling along the trail of life and eating Chinese food. But anyway, the, the appearance of lettuce in any of the dishes we've gotten has generally been a, a real killer. You're right. You know, hot lettuce, wet lettuce. It's, you know, who who likes that texture? It, there's no taste. It's it's tasteless. So it's it, like, like you said, it's sort of like eating toilet paper. What? Toilet paper. Yeah, I'm not, might as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even trying to be funny. It's like, that's what it is. <laughs> So anyway, well, I think I, if, if that's one of if if at the end of this journey of lovable distractions, <laughs> we have like five tenants of what we've learned about Chinese food. I think one of them is they need to just stop with the lettuce. Yeah, they can't stop with the lettuce. Yeah, they've nailed the chicken McNuggets. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. If I was up to me, yeah. I would just focus All on right. the McNuggets. Yeah, but stop with the lettuce. You can't do lettuce. Sorry, guys. Uh-huh. So anyway, my mystery dish number two. Uh, I have a Asian, uh, I guess it's, it's sort of a combination fusion type restaurant. So there's this, this is not the place I went to last week. It's literally across the highway. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's called Asian Harbor. Uh, I guess their main specialty is sushi. It's another sushi place. People love sushi mm. and not me, but, uh, I did take a gander. The thing about sushi the menus are sort of ridiculous. I mean, they come up with all these different names with yeah. slightly different combinations. <laughs> they, on the menu for the place I went to today, they had something called pain in the ass roll. Nice. Classy. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Really? So I, I think they're just making up names as they go along with these sushis, you know, like take replace an element. Hey, we've got a new source. We have a I new role. I think I'm starting to notice menus better now. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was at one of those uh, uh, Kobayashi Grill places. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, basically choose your protein with rice and lo mein, whatever. And it's like uh, steak, steak and chicken, steak, chicken, and filet, filet and steak, filet and chicken, chicken and steak, <laughs> steak and chicken. <laughs> I'm like, can we just fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah. this menu could be this. Like, yeah, just, right. Yeah. But it seems like well, you pick it up. You're like, wow, look at all the stuff they have. <laughs> no. I'm starting to sniff out a little bullshit in menus overall. <laughs> yeah, Thanks to this adorable pastime distraction journey. Yeah. Just the mathematical uh, equations you can come up with are endless. But anyway, this this Asian Harbor restaurant, they also have Thai food which uh, some of our early uh, fans uh, were, you know, some of the snobs were saying, well, Thai food is better than Chinese takeout. I, you know, I'm not, uh, yeah, not I, I, I don't of... know if I'm willing to make such a strong uh, judgment, but uh, I do <laughs> like pod to, uh, Thai food. Um, there was a really good uh, Thai place in Bayonne called Thai O'Brien's, mm-hmm. which is kind of a, a different type of name. Irish tie. It was a yeah. It had something to do with the owners. I think uh, one of the owners was Irish, so they thought it was a, a catchy name, and it was good. They they, and one of my one of my standard things is, I mean it's it's not very adventurous, but I I do really like it a lot. Is uh, chicken pod tie. So I had the chicken pod tie today. That's what I, I would probably yeah. 
I also had the, uh, since it came up last week, um, the Harumaki. It's a spring roll. So I got that and the, the, the chicken pod tie. And uh, it was very nice. Both, both items were very good. Uh, chicken pod tie can be, you know, I've gotten it where it's dry and mm-hmm. it can be terrible. This wasn't dry. Uh, there was a fair amount of chicken in it. Um, there was also, unusually, because uh, I don't think every place does this, there were like sort of large chunks of tofu that Ooh. sort of resemble, <laughs> and I saw your face, sort of resembles, like if you're just looking at it quickly, it sort of looks like a piece of chicken. Yeah, oh, yeah. That... I've been fooled. Oh, chicken or pork. Yeah, I've been. Uh, yeah. And then you get the texture and it's kind of weird. You know, it's got that weird texture, not very flavorful. Mm. And you're like, why is this in here? Again, maybe another thing that could have been easily left out wouldn't have harmed the dish in any way. <laughs> yeah, you need a little warning to slip some tofu up in there. I mean... Well, they, they were kind of large hunks, you know, so it's like if you didn't like them, just pick them out. You know, there were only a couple of them in there. Uh, you know, has the dusting of the peanuts, you know, which is a nice little touch. Um, sometimes there's celery in it, but uh, there wasn't any celery or anything like that in, in this one. Um, they didn't offer a spicy, uh, like I've gotten in a Bayonne with, you can get a, a sauce with it, a hot sauce. Mm-hmm. And that's a nice little addition. I didn't ask, I didn't want to be a pain. They didn't ask if I wanted it. So I figured it doesn't come with it. Um, but anyway, it was a hearty meal. Mm-hmm. They gave, gave me a lot. I'll, I'll get another meal out of it. I can only eat about half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll give it a, you know, good strong 7.5. Oh, okay. about, about your I turkey think, sandwich. <laughs> my sandwich was delightful. <laughs> toasted. I get it. Toasted. Oh, toast. Okay. I'm going to go. Now, part of this is because I was so happy to see my girls. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe they remembered me, much less my sandwich. Uh-huh. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight eight. Mm-hmm. But eight, Thai eight, food's wow. always been. I wonder if, like, I've Thai food's a little more intimidating to me. Plus, I wonder if I have a problem with Thai food because I feel like, and I don't know if it's because like, I feel like I was of a certain age up in New York when Thai food kind of became a thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people wanted, like, I've never heard anybody compare Thai food and Chinese food without claiming that Thai food is much better. That was, oh, Thai food is much better. Way better. Oh, Chinese, Chinese disgusting. Uh, what about that place in Brooklyn? I, I went one time with Will and Gina. Uh, it's, it's like a, it was a large restaurant. Did you ever go to this place? I think it was Thai food. And it's it's like an airplane hangar. What's it called? Planet Thailand. Planet Thailand. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. there you go. You you've been there, yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I remember that I being there, a I good just, experience. I would get fried rice. Now the when I first moved there to Williamsburg, they lived above Planet Thailand was about the size of uh whatever the, the next bathroom you're going to go to is. I'm not joking. Like you really? sit there and like the ovens next to you. Oh wow! But it was so good, so popular that then they a couple years they opened up that space. Oh and, wow! Yeah, okay. Months, uh. I assume it's still there. I mean, it was you know, gangbusters, but it's funny. It went from like as tiny as you can get and still be classified a room, much less a restaurant, 
That's the American uh, dream, isn't it? American dream, yeah. And they lived, they lived right above it. Uh -huh. I came up to record my uh, EP. Mm -hmm. uh, and I assume it's still there. I can't imagine mm -hmm. of all restaurants I would have gone out to business. Yeah. But I, I think I get a little bent out of shape. I feel like there's a bit of food snobbery. Like nobody's gonna, nobody can admit that they like Chinese food better than Thai food. Uh, yeah, I think off. there's a little bit of that going on. A little yeah. bit of that, right? I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. got to turn on this light because it's getting dark. <laughs> uh -huh. But uh, yeah, so I, I think I got a little, little, little thing going on with my my uh, you know wars on my head that don't exist. Little little snobbery with uh, Thai mm -hmm. food. Yeah, no, I get a touch of that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, toast, which you mentioned a little bit earlier. I love toast. Yeah. Uh, you posted a photo on Twitter. I feel like you dismissed me saying that. I said, I love toast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's well documented. I mean, you know, this isn't That's the true. first time you've, you've talked about toast. It is in my Twitter bio. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you, you posted a photo. Was that a, did you do that recently with the five slices of toast in the oven? No, that was. That was a video and I couldn't post it. So I just did a screen grab of the first. And I mean, oh, first of all, I'm embarrassed. I've lived all my years without thinking of this. Okay. Yeah it, was a yeah. yeah, it was a photo. It was a photo of a rack in an oven with, with the bread standing up between the slots of the rack. Beautiful. Rather uh, than, you know, using a toaster. I thought it was your personal photo and this is your. No, no, I wish. No, no. Oh, okay. I, I need to try that. Okay. Because that way, because it's frustrating because uh, I use, you know, I have a two slice toaster. Now, mm -hmm. what you're thinking is, Greg, you could get off your ass and get a four slice toaster. That's fair. Because <laughs> uh, otherwise, like, I'm toasting, I'm buttering. I, I have the, you know, two pieces. Two pieces of toast isn't enough, Mike. Come on, don't insult It's, it's enough. It's enough. Get out. No, yeah. I, I, need, I love toast. Four pieces? You want four pieces of toast? You don't think you could eat four slices of toast? I could, but then I couldn't eat the rest of my breakfast. That that is your breakfast. Toast. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I I'm not a fan of the all toast. I'd I, rather I have. Not, an English, I think we've had this discussion. I mean, I read my business plan. For toast versus toast uh, toast versus English muffin. I'm an English muffin guy. Does that make me a snob? Yes, it does. Okay, I love English muffins. I, yeah. I'll try an English muffin. And, uh, uh -huh. I'm going to try that uh, this weekend. I'm going to do the uh, in the right. I mean, how brilliant is that? It's been right in front of me the whole time. Hey, well, English muffins are too small. I don't know if you'd be able to slot them in there. Well, you'd have to put the rack on the lowest rung, I guess. It'd be, it'd be. You know what? For you, Mike, I'm going to give it a whirl. <laughs> so anyway, I, I come across this article, and I'm like, this this article was written just for Greg. Oh. How do you butter your toast? Ah. Okay. Now I'm going to give you the options. Please hold your hold your response Pause. to the very end because there's so many options here. I was like, it was kind of like freaking me out. So the first option is the glider. This is someone who just basically glides the butter across. Not very meticulous with the butter. Just one swipe, I guess. That's a glider. That's a glider. Total coverage. Clumpers. Mm. That's scattered, you know, sort of clumpy and, you know, not very meticulous. Uh, yeah. Crust avoiders. What does that mean? 
I guess they they avoid getting the butter on on the crust they, they, that that's going to ruin the experience somehow. Double ciders, which is just that's a little ridiculous to me, but uh, you can get that when you pile the toast on top of each other. The butter automatically kind of gives the underside of the other piece a little little taste. Okay. <laughs> but I've never intentionally buttered both sides. Okay. Tear yeah. and tear and spread. Have you ever torn up the toast and, and butter oh. it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. Uh, no, some of these things, like I said, they're there was there was too much going on here. The, the curler. Now this is this is somebody who has like a special tool that they mm. use specifically to butter their toast, and they're uh, sort of a craftsman, I guess. That, that different they, kind of tool comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got the, barely there, which uh, I guess maybe people maybe a little more health conscious. Mm. Uh, and then the final one was. Do you want toast with your spread? And I guess that's somebody who just really just slathers it on and mm. to the point of uh, too much. So, so which of those would you say describes your uh, yeah. toast buttering? I think I would say uh, the almost to the crust. Like I don't have policy if the butter- Total coverage? Yeah, but what I'll do is basically go up to the crust. Like, think about if you're like pizza, the way the sauce goes. Like, it doesn't cover the total thing. It goes like an inch up to the crust. Okay. I think that's kind of how I butter it. Okay. But I don't have a thing where if it touches the crust, it ruins it. Okay. But I, I feel like I, that's what I do. The, so you're not a you're I not a total coverage up until the crust. <laughs> All right. So you're not a crust avoider. You're more of a total coverage. I guess closer to total coverage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. Well, that. That was the the second most popular uh, style, um, and 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 this also the way you spread the butter also says a lot about your personality. So the total coverage people, uh, nineteen percent of people responded to that, and these people are more methodical and precise. Well, that's not me, so. <laughs> but uh, wouldn't I be more of the when no it comes to buttering thing? bread, you know. When I go to the crust, I'm a no crust guy because they go up to the crust, but not uh -huh. on the crust. The glider was the, the most popular. You know, I guess the people are casual. They just like swipe some butter across the bread and they're happy. 50% uh, uh, they responded that they were gliders. Uh, and, and these people are easygoing and calm. That's me. <laughs> I'm way more easy going to call than I am methodical. So you're a, a, a maybe you're a total coverage glider. I think I'm 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 a more of a uh, no crust. Like I go up to the crust. Okay, but how many how many swipes of the knife are we talking? Many as it takes. Uh, how many? How we many? We talk extensively about how soft the butter has to be. <laughs> um, I'll do a. Uh, I mean, I'll do seven or eight. You know, seven. I'll make sure. Seven or eight clumps of butter. Sure. No, or swipes. Like swipes. Yeah, you know, I, I, I want to make it even. Yeah. I don't, okay. I'm not a clumper. I like okay. to make it pretty even. Uh -huh. I don't mind taking the extra time to get it, you know. Mm -hmm. But then I get, but then I start getting upset because the two slices, because I inhale the two. So then I wait for the next two. So each round of toast gets slightly less toasted because I lose patience each time. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. So as my toast 
rounds go on, they get less and less toasted. Mm -hmm. so I need a 16 slice toaster is what I'm saying. And with Christmas coming up. <laughs> What do you, what do you, what kind of well, you know, yeah, I don't know if this applies to English muffins, but with the English muffin, I, yeah, I'm sort of a total coverage. You know, I, I like the nooks and crannies to be totally full <laughs> and no, uh, yeah. I, I don't like getting, you know, some dry uh, piece of uh, English muffin if I can get a, you know, a buttery one. Well, you know what I like to do is once I get a clump, like I'll, I'll for an English muffin, I'll spread, spread, but sometimes there's a clump. So as long as it's hot, I'll turn it up so that it, all the butter starts oozing into the nooks and crannies. <laughs> okay. Let, let gravity, let the butter and gravity really? do the work for you. But doesn't it cause a mess? Does I mean, isn't some going to come off on the plate or the table? God forbid. If you do it and then turn your head away from it for like five minutes, yes. <laughs> like just I... hold, it up, hold it up this way, let the butter start running, and then you revolve the thing so it covers. Okay. And it's like a river of butter getting into all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> okay. I, I'm embarrassed for you that I have to explain this. To all you. right. Well, like I said, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen. If you start smushing, you're going to mess up the nooks and crannies. So I've let... seen the butter run pretty quickly. So, you know, I'm always trying to avoid the runoff. I, yeah. I, I, I don't want yeah. I don't want butter runoff. You might get a little butter runoff, but it'll be worth it because <laughs> if you worry so much, if you're trying to get in the nooks and crannies, you start smushing the nooks and crannies with your knife. And then no nooks and crannies while I have the English muffin. Okay. That's my beef with the whole sausage egg McMuffin nonsense at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. It's not an English muffin. There's no nooks and crannies. Uh -huh. It's just a steamed bun with like cutouts that look like English muffin. Just try it, Mike. Do yourself a favor. That's all. Yeah. I love English muffins. Uh huh. It's always a treat whenever you get. I don't know why they don't have more English muffins as like hamburger buns. Yeah, no, I, I'm happy with that. I've done that many times. Yeah, like it's always a thrill mm -hmm. when I see it on a menu. Oh, like you can get on it. It's it's like it used to be a thrill whenever you'd see tater tots pop up on mm -hmm. a menu. Now it's all everywhere. It's less bread. I mean, you know, sometimes I'll I'll it's get a, a uh, my, my local place will do a burger and you're using Kaiser rolls. Yeah, you know, which Kaiser rolls are great, but I don't want a hamburger on it. It's I'm like eating a loaf of bread with a hamburger. Yeah, so, yeah, Kaiser rolls too much. So, so an English muffin is like the complete opposite. It's like let me just right. get a little coverage with the with the English muffin toasted. Yeah, toasted is it's better. Always the beef is always hanging out a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're 100 percent. So right. it's like you know you you it's, it's it's really just functioning so you can hold the damn thing. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to hold it. Like you don't hold it. Like you have uh -huh. to hold it so you can't you're not touching the meat. You have to hold right. it. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's more of just a holder than uh, you know, in addition to the sandwich. But it is a delight when you when that pops up on it. Oh menu. yeah, no, I do it do it myself. Uh so yeah, some of the other, you know, the personalities, the clumpers are considered scattered, think outside the box. The, the crust avoiders are considered neat and tidy people. Uh, double many people are me. <laughs> <laughs> double siders are uh, creatives, extroverted. Use the, <laughs> use the abstract side of their brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? And the, t the tear and spread. Uh, what do they say? Let me see. What, um, That's not for like I've, I'll do that with like a dinner roll. Like you're talking, you grab the dinner roll, rip it in half, and start buttering it. But you don't do that with like white bread toast, right? You know, you know, I'll I'll do that with a bagel. 
where you know or bagel, yeah, yeah. You know, I've got I've got the bagel, it's butter, but then about halfway, I'm like, there's not enough butter. Let me let me start putting another piece of butter with each each mouthful. Yeah. Bagels <laughs> take a lot of uh about um a couple of years ago, Nigella Lawson came out. You know her, that British chef. Or I don't know, she's a she's a celebrity chef. She's I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. So and uh and she came out and said what she does is she, you know, toast pops out, she butters it. Mm-hmm. But then when she gets to the table or whatever, she butters it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, double butter. Which I don't know if I'm brave enough to try. I mean, <laughs> seems like it'd be delightful. But I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it is possible mm-hmm. as someone who loves butter, obviously, body by butter. Uh, I feel like you can't have too much. You can no, have too much. I, I don't. I'm right there with you. Yeah, you have too much. Yeah. But that's what's great about an English muffin. Let it run into the nooks and crannies, bro. Yeah, you might lose a little on the plate. Uh-huh. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, I loved. Oh God, I love the toast talk. If if we finally run out of Chinese food, let's do toast. <laughs> well, well, like I said, I figured we get, we'd get an easy hour out of this topic. Um. So yeah, the the barely there uh, butterers, uh, they're they're the uh, go getters, the outdoorsy types. Okay, <laughs> don't, don't call it toast. Do not call it toast. I think they're reading too much into the toast. Yeah, I, I think something's going. But this is a new thing. I, I've noticed all these food articles lately, where you know what you eat says something about your personality. It's all it's all skeptical nonsense. But uh, anyway. Uh, we are also approaching Halloween, Ooh. and uh, I saw an article for uh, America's favorite Halloween candy. Top ten, top ten. Reel them off. Who do you who do you think is not in the top ten? Well, is it candy bars or do we list? Is it? it like it's it's candy a bars? mixture of both. Just like ho- candy bars. Halloween candy in general. I, I'm the only. I'm, I feel like I'm the only person who seems to actually like candy corn. Well, guess what? And this was a shocker to me. Candy corn made the top ten. Candy corn. I like candy corn. I guess I they come to... in sealed packages now. When I was a, when I was a kid trick or treating, people would just throw the loose candy corn in my bag. So I always had a bad reaction to candy corn when I got it trick or treating. Hmm. I guess. They come packaged now, right? I mean, I I don't want to be a smart ass. I I don't remember loose candies. You don't remember loose candy? Well, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm talking about the carefree days when we didn't have to worry about people poisoning kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe yeah, it or yeah. not, maybe my my generation is the last generation yeah. that got loose candy corn. <laughs> I think when my generation came along, it was the whole oh somebody put a razor blade in an apple. Right. Yeah. Well, that was did it because that's that what was, happened. That Music was the myth. Race home with a bag of candy and dig right into the apple. <laughs> that always had. Yeah. Oh shit! I've been in the apple. The razor blade in the apple is a, uh, I guess a, a national myth. I mean, I think everybody thinks about that. I mean, if if other people have other myths about people poisoning kids put it in the comments <laughs> the, the, the idea that we let ourselves believe that that happened uh-huh like the amount of candy that sits around for weeks kids trying to get through it by uh-huh. the time it gets to the apple it will have been rot rotted down to the core you see the razor blade just sitting there 
Some yeah. kid accidentally bites into an apple on Halloween night. If somebody threw an apple in my bag, yeah, that's just a disappointed look. You know, it's like, but you, you always had, her, you always had one. You wouldn't even eat it. It could be anything in there. You wouldn't know. Yeah, there, there was always somebody giving out the apples. You know, so I, I remember getting apples, um, and uh, then there was always the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yet you, you had to skip that house because. <laughs> Let, let's do a. Let's they do don't a participate in the devil's holiday. Uh, <laughs> Let, let's do a quick one act play. Uh -huh. All you ask me is, how was it? Uh, uh -huh. Oh man, Mike, I crushed it. You should see my haul last night, Halloween. Uh, and somebody gave me an apple. How was it? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> who cares? It could yeah. have plutonium in it, it could have had money stuffed in it. Mm. Who's, who cares? Every kid's throwing it, not even looking at it. Uh -huh. And now that I'm on the other side of this equation in the suburbs where I have to plan out my candy and distribution and stuff, I can't even imagine having like a sack of apples sitting there. It's just bulky to handle, yeah. you know? Just hand out eggs as well. Please throw these <laughs> against my house. Here's some toilet paper. Uh -huh. so so shaving cream? On, you kids go on, I'll toilet paper in my own fucking house. The shaving cream? Yeah, the shaving cream. Now uh -huh. I am disappointed. What's what's a trick or treat like you do? You sit there and a bunch of kids go through a couple of hours or one well, by one. Well, last week, last year I believe it was on a Sunday, so it was like all day. You know, it was pretty busy. I've been uh, lots of kids in my neighborhood, and um, yeah. you know, it, it's fine. I you know I like getting into the spirit of it. I mean, I I had a little kid crack me up. She was mm -hmm. so they come up in a gang, right? There's five or six kids, you know standing there with their bags out. And there was a little like three-year-old and she was being crowded out, you know? And I, I you know, I- I, I on my bliss porch. No, no, I, I, I dropped it. I, I, I was, you know, very conscious of getting her, her, her candy, but then she sort of faded into the pack and then her hand, <laughs> she stuck her hand out again. She's, oh. yeah, she's going for for the double grip. I like it. <laughs> and I just got to laugh. You know, it's like, you, yeah, yeah. You give her the extra and say, get out of here, kids. <laughs> Take your extra. You were that little extra effort where she used her size to manipulate it. Get it, get another piece of candy. Beautiful. Just stick the hand out, you know? Hey, you give that kid a second fun size candy bar. <laughs> get out of here, kid. You're great. Yeah. And no, I, I, I gave her another piece and for was... her ambition. But anyways, so, so uh, any more for the top 10? Oh. <laughs> Thought we were moving on. No, I was talking about, I, I'm bummed because a couple of years ago, our buddy Waddy, the most handsome man in the world, according <laughs> to Will, father of super fan Jackie Watts, uh, was like, hey, we, we're going to take the kids to some holiday party, a Halloween party. Can you come sit on the porch and pass out candy? And I was oh, wow. like, hey, a couple uh -huh. hours a week. You know, uh -huh. busting kids' chops, having fun, you know, mm -hmm. making fun of them, having I was uh -huh. excited. I sat there four hours. Nobody came. Oh wow. All of a sudden, this is how they do it, I guess, in some neighborhoods. All of a sudden, like 50 kids showed up. Okay. Boom. Like locusts. Mm -hmm. Candy gone. And then they're gone. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Like 90 seconds of Halloween joy. <laughs> Can't pick on the kids. I'm I'm trying to make All fun right. of this kid. I'm trying to make fun of that kid. Gone. And that's, I guess, how, how they do it in some... Uh, well, like, in Bayonne, you know... The big, uh, safe, black party kind of things. Yeah. As opposed to go out and... Yeah, that's that's a thing. Uh, in Bayonne, you know, I, I sort of got out of it because I was in an apartment building and I was on the third floor and kids wouldn't come in and just ring the bells or anything. Right. 
They yeah. just skipped. They they skipped the building. You know. You can imagine how many kids came up to trick or treat at a hundred Metro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, if you're in an apartment building, you sort of got it easy. But uh, another thing though, I've, I've noticed down here, a friend of mine was telling me, and she lives in a sort of, the houses are close together. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> where that that's a factor. And so parents would literally drive their kids into her neighborhood so they can really bang it out in this neighborhood because it's like a lot of bang for your buck. The houses are like right next to each other and you're just like hitting house after house. I mean, there's a little yeah. walking, little walking distance in my neighborhood. Not a lot, but uh, you know, you got to pound the pavement a little to get your candy, you know, yeah. but I mean, these kids, they're, they're, they're smarter today. They, they know the neighborhoods to, that they can hit up, get get their trick-or-treating in in a minimal well, I time. I knew the neighborhoods to go to when I was a kid because where Did I you? was, yeah. there was like five houses within two miles. You'd get like a half a Reese's cup and like that's it for the night. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like trying to get my parents, oh, take us to, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Gwynfield. It's like uh -huh. a development where houses and, and you know. Uh -huh. And uh, of course, <laughs> back then you'd say to your parents, drive me 20 minutes to go collect candy. There's look, she's like, what are you out of fucking mind? I'm not driving. <laughs> oh, my parents, yeah, my parents wouldn't have gone for that. But hey, like, you at least you were. miles in the woods uh -huh. and maybe an old man will give you some <laughs> Snickers bars. That was it. That was, that was trick or treating for me. <laughs> really? Wow. You missed out. But you had the idea. You knew where to. You should have been going. Yeah. Yes. And now you're right. That's what they do. They 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 take go to. I've, I've been to like they'll have block parties. And mm -hmm. They all stay in the one block. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. Okay. I get it, especially yeah. in the city. Yeah, yeah. But I was so that I was so bummed. I was so excited about just you know going back and forth with kids and having fun. But uh, well, uh, regrets, Mike. They pile yeah. up. <laughs> we we all have them. Uh, so anyway, back to the top ten. Um. Uh, Twizzlers, people love Twizzlers. I think they're, I don't know how they got made. Twizzlers didn't make the top 10. M&M's? M&M's made the top 10. Snicker, Snickers? Snickers made the top 10. Uh, let me throw one out here that I used to love. A uh, little curveball here, uh, Butterfingers. Butterfingers, it's it's interesting you say that. Thank you, Mike. I thought it might be. It, di it didn't make the top 10. But get this. It's the number one in Massachusetts. Hmm. And I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah. People. Yeah. Do I have butterfingers running through <laughs> my veins? You you got that itch? Yeah. Born with that itch for butterfingers. Now I I kind of like butterfingers, but you know too much on the teeth. It's too it's now too I'm much. Like, I'm like, do I want to do do I want to work for the next 10 minutes <laughs> trying to get this and, and then you had the Clark bar. Which was a, sort of a an alternative, less sticky in the teeth. Yeah. Remember the Clark Bar? I'm not, I, again. I'm not. A, I've never really had a sweet tooth. Even as a kid, I never really. Oh, really? Cared yeah. About, but I liked Butterfinger. I I still love M and peanut M and M's. Uh huh. Uh, but like a lot of candy bars, I kind of never really. So let's walk through the top ten because I'm not gonna okay. Get... Reese's peanut butter cups, of course. Dude, I love those. They're, they'd be in my top five. This one, that number three, was a little. A shocker to me, the the hot tamales. You know those little red candies. I guess that, that's the hot tamales. Okay. Those sucking sucking candies. That's not something I would. Yeah, like. not yeah. That that was a surprise to me. I yeah, not a fan. Skittles also. 
I don't understand. Yeah, I, I'm not a Skittles person. Skittles. Sour Patch Kids. I, I get that. Uh, right. But not a lot. You know, like, you know. Anything like that, like gummy bears, uh -huh. Sour Patch, any of that stuff. I've never. You never like Starburst. Starburst made the list. No. I like Starburst. But then you, you like. We had those around a lot when I was a kid. I don't know if my mother liked them or something. Probably. <laughs> they seem to always be around. I don't know uh -huh. why. Yeah. Hershey's Kisses. Let me tell you something. I assume that uh, maybe they're not the same price. Skip the Hershey's Kisses. Make sure you get the ones with the almonds. A little something extra for that bite. That's all. You I'm can saying. get in her. Yeah, you can get the Hershey Kisses with almonds. Okay. Very nice. Just give you a little something extra in the middle. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, then the candy corn. Hershey's mini I bars. Like the candy corn. I like to bite each part, each three part. I take a bite. <laughs> Yeah. Even, I think you're, you're I th savoring each flavor, right? I think I'm thinking mm, <laughs> the yellow this year is, <laughs> and obviously it's all the same. <laughs> I want to say ball of wax, but when I say that, it probably is literally a ball of wax. But well, this food dye has a distinct flavor. Um, I don't know. Friend, about that. A friend of mine, maybe Jerry can help us out with that. Jerry, friend of mine, Jerry, you know, help uh, us out with food Jerry dye. <laughs> we do have a mutual friend who. Uh, every time this part of the year loves to, she hates candy corn. Like, I don't know what candy corn ever did to her. She has a like uh -huh. thing, so but I love candy corn, yeah. The Hershey's mini bars, which you know, they come packaged, you get the different ones in there, you know, mm -hmm. you get the uh, just the, the regular Hershey, you get the what's the, the crackle, is that the yellow one? <laughs> I'm thinking of the colors. Mr. Goodbar, like Mr. Goodbar. Mr. Goodbar, that's what I'm Classic, thinking Classic, chocolate and peanut. Yeah, Mr. Goodbar, that's what I was thinking of. That's in the bag, and, you know, you get a little variety. I, I, I usually have a couple bags of those. Yeah, those are good. I like those. Yeah. And then the Snickers, you know. A Mr. Snickers... Goodbar would be in my top three candy bars, I think. Yeah. Did you Wait, did you see my tweet about if I could start a band right now, what it would be called? Oh, I didn't see that. I said, if I could start a band, I, I uh, something about I used when I was young, I wanted to start a band so I could change the world. You know, now if I could, I just want to start a band so I could call us the Candy Bars. Candy Bars. Great name. Okay. All right. Did you hear me, Mike? I said the I, Candy <laughs> I don't think you heard me. I don't know. It, it sounds like, name. it sounds like such a common name that I'm thinking think somebody, so? somebody probably you know, beat you to it. Do you know a band called the Candy well, Bars? Well, no, but you uh, know. I think everybody's thinking that. But if I came across uh, them playing at a local bar, I wouldn't be surprised, you know. I think that's such a great name. Okay. It's worth starting a band just for the name. Okay. <laughs> Missing from from the list was surprisingly, and and I've I've gotten these for the kids. Uh, Kit Kats. Oh. Yeah. You, you would oh, think okay. they'd be up there, but uh, not as popular as you might think. Huh. Um, then they they break it down to the states. You know, number one in New York is Sour Patch Kids. Ugh, I guess that's because getting them ready for a, a life of complaining, maybe. You know, so me <laughs> Sour Cat, Sour Patch Kids, New Jersey. This was I call bullshit. Here we on go. This. Here we go. I call bullshit on this one. Tootsie Pops. Oh, get the fuck! Yeah, this eighty year olds. <laughs> I don't know. I never. I never. You know. Tootsie Pops, when you got them, were almost as bad as apples, right? I mean, yeah. it's like bottom uh, of the tootsie, bag. A Tootsie Pop. 
if yeah, everybody cause... dies and I'm trapped alone in a room with the Tootsie Rolls, eventually I will eat them. Otherwise, you, you try and trade them off to your siblings. Hey, you know, can I trade you? You want this Tootsie Pop? Is it this poll from the 1951? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, M&M's and Skittles were also uh, in the top three in Jersey. Connecticut, the uh, Almond uh, Joy, which I, I like those. Um, what about Virginia? I didn't see Virginia. Virginia wasn't covered in the article. Um, oh, they don't have a list list? Okay. They just, no, it wasn't all 50. They just sort of picked out certain states. Florida was Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Texas Sour Patch Kids again. California M&M's. Um, but uh, so I, far, I, incredibly, right now, I think Florida is in the lead with the Reese's Cups. Yeah. I mean, that's a solid one. Yeah, you're right. Are you dressing up Halloween? I have my costume. <laughs> no, my uh, costume days are over. Although I may be doing a uh, remote for the best show. We're doing our, our Halloween episode next Tuesday. And uh, I'm going to do a report uh, for the show. Oh, I'll just leave it there. A little teaser. <laughs> Why are you doing it next week and not the week closer to Halloween? I think we're uh, going to slot in some something uh, different for Halloween. Ooh, yeah. ominous foreshadowing. <laughs> Some foreshadowing. So anyway, uh, so that's it. Uh, yeah, that's the rundown on America's favorite Halloween candy. You didn't ask me what I'm going to be. Uh, what are you going to be? Disgruntled ex-employee. Ooh, yeah. I came in the, the other day. All of a sudden, my work laptop locked me out. Can't get on. Mm -hmm. Says up. Uh, password done so i've come into it the next morning they can't figure it out finally someone you know hours later somebody finds out i had been accidentally terminated uh some some glitch in the system because they switched over to some new software <laughs> some glitch in the system and according to air the company i was uh gone terminated <laughs> that's so, something wow but what's the funniest part to me is i still my badge to get in and out of the building still uh -huh. worked fine yeah, I'm like, so I could just come in here uh, exacting revenge at mm -hmm. any minute. I'm like, why not have the badge? The first thing you yeah, cut off. Exactly. Oh. Right. But uh, uh, unfortunately, it got straightened out. So I had to work. <laughs> I wonder who the, the poor bastard who uh, <laughs> is finding out midday that uh, he's gone, you know. Uh, maybe another I, break. No, I think it was a they just switched systems for something so oh, okay since, you know but uh but i couldn't stop laughing i'm like why i'm still able to walk around get in and out of the building mm -hmm. oh yeah um, no i you didn't seem to be into that either you didn't yeah i didn't agree <laughs> yeah. no I'm, I'm thinking about yeah, you know i i did get i get i did get terminated from my last uh actually i got my last two jobs office jobs anyway um and it, yeah it's it's not pleasant um well it's not the, as funny when it actually happens <laughs> yeah when when the one in particular i mean i wish i wish my manage i mean this is going back a long time i don't i don't hold any grudges or anything but mm -hmm. it's uh i wish they would have just been honest with me they mm -hmm. they, they sort of had to pretend <laughs> that they were they were going to terminate people in our department one by one Mm -hmm. you know, because the, the work was getting outsourced to India. You know, I wish they would have just said, hey, Mike, I mean, we, we I, I could I sort of knew we were going in that direction. I mean, we had a lot They're of lying to you like, 
Well, they 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 sort of did it one by one rather than panic the whole department. You know, if they were honest with me, then everybody would have known, hey, this department's going to get uh, will be gone in a couple of years, which is what happened, you know. But but since I was the first one to get laid off, mm-hmm. it felt more personal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure. like I said, if they just told me, hey, you know, this department is going to India, <laughs> you know, we're all going to be gone in a couple of years. Uh, but you got to go first. I, <laughs> I would have yeah. that would have yeah. been a little more honest, but there was like picky stuff that, you know, they yeah. had to like try and make a case against me, you know, and it was three managers against me. So it was they got that going, you know, so you, you try to defend yourself and it's like you're talking to a wall. Well, you idiots blew uh-huh. it at West Group. You could still be. <laughs> I could still oh, be. This there. Is we, West all, Group. we all could still be there at West Group. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about wall? West Group. I, I left. No, I know, I, I, but oh, yeah. We could still be there. Y'all oh. <laughs> idiots hadn't blown it. Yeah, too many complainers. That that, that was the complainers. Too many complainers of the greatest <laughs> gig in the world. It was a great gig. I mean, it, it was I didn't an even easy. There and I loved it. It I was an Christmas card. <laughs> it was such an easy gig. Uh, yeah, mm. there was some weird personalities there to uh, break oh, up the day. Yeah, <laughs> I lived in New York for. Another 15 years. Uh-huh. Still never met like a certain couple of characters that you and I both know. That was that was a bunch of weirdos. Still the best. Yeah. Yeah. And you idiots were like, mm, we're gonna let the company know what we think. There's yeah. no there's no structure. There's no management. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's no job. Yeah. We're tired like, of oh, listening. We're tired of listening to you complain. The office space is expensive. Why are we? Why do we need you down there? Greatest gig in the world. Yeah, it was. That was a good gig. Yeah. But when I got laid off, you know, in retrospect, you you wish you had done certain things. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I I wish I had, you know, deleted a bunch of files, you know, just to make it harder for people to slip in. You know, just take my take my revenge, you know, in some petty petty act of uh, vandalism, I guess. Everybody has those fantasies. I don't know anybody that actually tells them. <laughs> no, you know, the other thing was, you know, after, you know, I, I went down, it was like a couple floors below uh, my cubicle floor. So I had to go up a couple stairs to grab a few things from my cubicle before I left. And uh, you come up through this sort of uh, interior uh, glass, glass enclosed staircase. I remember. And... <laughs> No, no, this is at Wiley. This wasn't. Uh, this wasn't West Group. But oh. I, I, I wish I had done, you know, because then my my uh, managers were behind me. You know, I, I sort of outpaced them. I wish that I had done. You know, you know that thing you can do with your foot to a door, where no, no matter how hard somebody pushes it, they can't open the door. Oh. I wish, I wish I had enclosed them <laughs> in this in this staircase. You know, just watch their faces, you know. I'm not letting you in. I'm not you in. Yeah. Well, that, that's why I never understood. Um, uh, and I'm not to talk about Trump again, but I'm uh-huh. talking about before he was president, back when he started the show, You're Fired or whatever. Uh-huh. And he'd go on national TV, he'd fire somebody. And they'd be like, thank you for the opportunity. And they'd slink off. I'm like, uh-huh. uh, oh, how much of a hero would you be if, he, you know, Trump says, you're fired. And you say, fuck it, and flip the table over and cause a scene and go crazy. I'm sorry. 
there's not enough people that hated him then that wouldn't be like hire this guy. Well, like, there, there it, was it, probably it, <laughs> there was probably something in their contracts that they they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't do that. I'm t- who they cares? Couldn't embarrass the the host. Doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You're already gone. You're telling me somebody wouldn't love that so much. They wouldn't have said hire that. Well, guy. they would love it, but it it, it wouldn't make uh it, it wouldn't make the airways. You know, it, it would get it would get edited. You know, because uh, it, Trump it, Trump probably had you know a fair amount of say in that. I, what, I what made it on the air and what did it? Enough people would be tickled pink. They go, you know what, Mike, senior VP. <laughs> I never understood why they they would just uh, thank yeah. you. And I'm yeah. not picking on Trump. I'm just saying, right, yeah. no, somebody who right. does that, why wouldn't you take that opportunity? Great. You finished 11th out of 15th. Uh-huh. Make your mark, man. Flip the table. Yeah. Awesome. Knowing Trump, though, it, it was probably all about him. And, he, you know, there was probably something like, like I said, I, you know, he, I, I think he had some, some control of that show. Sure. Uh, and, but if you jump up and flip a table over, yeah. And the word gets out. <laughs> Yeah, but then they're talking about that person and they're not talking about Trump. With, with Trump, it's all self-absorption. So anything some, that detracts from Trump is, you know. And somebody and, would love that enough to hire you. Oh, well, no, I agree. That's what but, I'm saying. But uh, Trump wouldn't have it probably. Doesn't matter. Anyway. He's already fired you. <laughs> I'm saying some other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I understand. But but I'm talking about it, it's not a real it's not a real job. It, it's, it's a show. It's a TV show. So you're thinking of it as a real job, and uh, well, I'm thinking of it as a show. Like you'll get yeah. something if you. Yeah, if yeah. You I, no, I, a, I hear what you're saying. Have we heard from saying. these losers who just slunked off? Thank you for the opportunity. Well, yeah, they were all kissing his ass to begin with. So I yeah. mean, he didn't give a shit about you. Yeah, do something. Take yeah. a stand. I mean, let's face it: the people that were on that show. <laughs> I mean, they were pulled out of the weeds. <laughs> To make the know. show, so they were so grateful. Yeah. So yeah, they, they they were kissing his ass the whole time, you know. Yeah. Oh, if I just keep kissing his ass, they'll <laughs> hire me. No, well, they they got a big paycheck, you know. They they these most of these people were C-listers, you know. They haven't been seen in years. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Busey. I mean, come on. I think if you were the first guy who did a flip out <laughs> scene uh-huh. today, you'd still be famous and you'd be sitting uh-huh. on a pile of cash. Well, that's something you, we some, can. Some other rich asshole would pay you uh-huh. to just go around telling the story about how you stuck it to another billionaire. Uh-huh. You know, oh, it would have been a legend. Guys are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just saying. We can we can ponder that for the rest of our lives. I mean, I'm not gonna, but <laughs> anyway. Be... So there's no fortune cookies, right? I mean, <laughs> feels weird. I was I was I was reaching for a fortune cookie, and I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, I, I didn't get a fortune cookie. You didn't get a fortune cookie. <laughs> yeah. are, are, now, what's it, are, are we going to keep doing the mystery dishes? We're going to go back to Chinese food. How you feel? Let's. Uh, let's. The other thing long. about the mystery dishes, it keeps people people on their toes. They got to listen. They don't know what's coming. You know, if, if you know, it's like, hey, there's a little surprise in this show. I don't know what I'm going to hear. You know, a little yeah. suspense. All a little right. suspense. Trying to. Try, try, try. I, I'm, I'm pulling out all the stops, Greg. I'm pulling I'm out. Of, you know, I'm, the analytics are good, but let's ooh. try and let's try. <laughs> I like the hairdo you got going up. <laughs> Leave it like that for Halloween. <laughs> Give us a noise. Give us your, your monster noise. Oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> Is this the screen grab I should get tomorrow? <laughs> that would, that's the one, man. 
That's the one. Anyway, speaking of uh, scary movies, uh, do you watch any scary movies or anything? I have a report to tell you. Oh, do you? Two, but uh, I, I'm not a big horror guy. I don't, you know. But Wicker Man popped up. I've never seen Wicker Man. Oh, that's a goofy movie. And I have to say, I liked it. Oh, was it the remake or the original? No, the original. I'm not watching okay. it. <laughs> well, the, the 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 remake has Nick Nicholas Cage in it. Uh, yeah, I'm not watching it. it. it there's some oh. funny moments in that. Is that what I'm looking for in a horror movie? Funny moments? Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, I'm looking for. Heart, and I got to say, it has been added to my list of... Uh, I mean, it was pretty scary. It wasn't crazy scary, but no. yeah, have you seen it? You've seen it. I, I, saw, I saw it ages of, ago. Is Britt Eklund in that? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I mean, it to be scary, it had to triumph over it being in broad daylight, mm -hmm. which I have to add it to the canon of Night of the Living Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And there's another one. It's like, if you can be scary in its daytime. How about The Exorcist? I, I like the book better. That was the third one I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. But plus it had to overcome people just bursting out in the song throughout. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not scary. Like, the minute yeah, people start yeah, yeah. singing, you're like, yeah. okay, this isn't scary. Plus, yeah. I know it's a family show. Let's keep it clean. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of titties. <laughs> So it had to overcome. Well, that's what I remember. Brett Eklund, you know, I was a young man, young man, you know. I had to, it had to overcome broad daylight, uh, people singing and titties. <laughs> and I, it's in my, now I'm probably going to, it's in my list of horror movies. Like, it wasn't scary, but it was, it was freaky enough <laughs> that I will enjoy from time to time. I might have to revisit that one after your uh, glowing my, review. My other one is I'm finally. I said I was going to watch one every night. So far, I've watched two. I've never actually watched The Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. So I've watched two episodes of that. Uh -huh. Where's that streaming? Uh, Max? No. Uh, I, I'll send it to you. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, I'd like to rewatch them. I mean, I, I didn't watch every one. I mean, I've seen some. We You know, it was always on in the background. But yeah. Uh, I'd like to sit and just sort of watch them. I mean, they've, they've got a bunch of seasons too, right? Yeah, I mean, the first two episodes are a little like, man, like. Oh, okay. All right. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm posting what I like about it. And then, of course, I post uh, what happens to be the first 45 I ever bought as a young buck. I, taught, I think I mentioned it on the show a year ago. Michael, can you tell me what that song is? <laughs> I can't remember last week. Or yesterday. Twilight Zone by Golden Earring. So really? Okay. So I, I not listened. Radar Love. I think which I had. I think I had Radar Love. Yeah. Well, I'm not watching a show called Radar Love. <laughs> I don't want I don't want Golden be Earring had a hit with, with, with the Twilight Zone theme. That's, yeah. Okay. No, not with the theme. It's a different song. Oh, oh, oh. You know it. Help, I'm stepping into the Twilight Zone. <laughs> all right yeah i know it's not ringing a bell where i just i, I just know radar love i i consider you know them a song. One, you know one, one, one hit wonders no i love twilight zone so i, I watch an episode post what i think of it and then put in the video for twilight zone so mm -hmm. i'm enjoying it first two episodes haven't been like ooh, you know so. mm -hmm. but, you haven't gotten to the episode where the, the guy just wants he's he's a uh, well I'm not gonna oh the books deal with the books I yeah. know that one I've seen that one. <laughs> okay I've seen I've seen a smattering right. 
that, 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 that's that's one of the classics. That's, that's one of the one. classics. Yeah. And you know, the William Shatner one always pops up, but I've never seen like the you know just yeah uh, yeah no I I might join you on that journey. Yeah, it's not. If you want me to pause till you catch up, I like the black and white. I like the look uh-huh. of it. Like yeah. The, well, Rod Serling, you know, great. he 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 was having his run when I was young. So you had the night gallery, you had that came after after uh, Twilight Zone. You lost. Um, you, you don't know night gallery. I barely know the Twilight Zone. Okay, <laughs> just try to learn that. Well, night gallery is in color. You know, it's it's you know it doesn't have the black and white against it. You know, people see black and white, and it's like, oh, I'm not going to watch a black and white thing. <laughs> you know, it's like most interesting part, most interesting thing about the second episode. There's a character that is death, mm-hmm. and he's played by the guy who would go on to play the mayor in Jaws. <laughs> I don't know the actor's name. You know the guy. I know the guy. I don't know his name either. So, so I've been trying to get. I always try to get into the October spirit with some horror movies and whatever. Uh-huh. Like, like two years ago, I read all those Edgar Allan Poe short stories. What What are your flicks? Uh... Well, you know, it's funny. Oh, the... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Halloween. That's the other movie that a lot of it's in the daylight and it's scary. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah. Turner classic movies is showing a lot, a lot of the horror stuff. And uh, I saw one thing pop up. Well, I, I saw a couple of things. I saw a short, short movie, tell the telltale heart. I never, and it turns out there's like three different versions people have done, but this one's from uh, 1941 Jules Dassin. Uh, one of his, I think it may have been his first little movie. He went on to do some other famous movies. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like a 30 minute thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's okay. It, it was okay. You know, they, they kept the whole scene inside this cabin. Mm-hmm. So you get this sort of claustrophobic feel. And oh, then, you know, huh. they, they've got a guy who's got a weird eye. Yeah, I always got to throw in some sort of uh, physical defect <laughs> to scare people. No, it was a cloudy eye. He had like a just cloudy a cloud, a scary cloudy eye. You know, no, the no through the doorway. <laughs> no iris, no yeah. iris or pupil. So that was kind of scary. But uh, then I then I saw this other movie pop up, The Terror, and Ooh. it was one of these early Jack Nicholson movies. You know, when he, he was, was in the Raven. Uh, yeah. Well, he, yeah, that was during the Roger Corman period. Yeah. So this was another Roger Corman movie, The Terror. And mm-hmm. it also had, you know, the uh, aging Boris Karloff. So I'm like, well, I can't pass this up. Jack Nicholson and Boris Karloff, the same movie. I got to see what the hell this is all about. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it, it hooked me. I, I suspected it would be bad. It was bad. Um, but there was a, a very pretty young lady in the movie, kept my interest. <laughs> what is it with you and ladies in horror movies? Man? Well, sometimes that's all it takes to keep me watching a movie. And, and you know, I think it's a, a tried and true formula, right? You know, all these. Do you, do you love teen slasher flicks? Because I got good news. No, no. <laughs> No, I'm not into the the gore. I'm not really into horror in general. You He's know, the but... naked ladies. I get it. <laughs> but uh, so this, yeah, it's just Before a lot. You of... find out about the internet. <laughs> it's just this, you know, this castle, and there's creepiness going on, and there's a witch, and there's a weird assistant. Uh, yeah, it's it's not really worth. It wasn't worth. My... I can't recommend it. 
I got excited when I saw that there's a new Fallen House of Usher series. Mm-hmm. But then it, I looked at it. Excuse me. It's like a modern, excuse me, modern adaptation. It's like a pharmaceutical. It's like, it looks like Succession set in a castle or something. I think so. there's been a bunch of, uh, you know what? I, I remember all those Edgar Allan Poe movies were always on. Uh, we had the 430 movie. Mm-hmm. And but I, you know, Vincent Price is in a bunch of them. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to revisit those things. I don't re- have fond memories of them. The scariest one was Paul S. Usher came home from church one day, mm-hmm. one Sunday, because I'm a good kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was like four. It was in the afternoon. Broad uh-huh. daylight. Turn yeah. on. It was the, it was uh, it was like 1982 or something. It was Martin Landau. Really? And Robert Hayes from Airplane. Mm, okay. And I literally now I was a little I was like a little kid. Mm. I was begging my dad and brother to turn change the channel. I was offering. <laughs> wow. Okay. It was terrifying. Really. And it's a great years, story. I, I mean, his story is great. That's pr- great story. Yeah, I that's love maybe it. my favorite of his. You know. Yeah, it's up. It's one of them. And. uh so a couple of years ago, I was like, all right, it couldn't have been that. And I dug it up on YouTube and it is terrifying. <laughs> all right. It's, it's that perfect. It's at that perfect point. Now I'm thinking about it. Of, uh, you know, it would have been made in like 1980. Mm-hmm. So it's not as primitive as like a lot of that Roger Corman stuff is a little. Was it a TV movie? It almost sounds like made, it, it made for it, TV. Movie. It was a TV movie. Yeah. Some of yeah. those things were pretty good. Yeah. And know? like, so it's not as cheesy looking as some of that older stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not so modern that like it's too glitzy to be really mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, so I think it was in that perfect window. Uh, look, uh, look it up, uh, Martin Land. I can remember. I can recommend because I watched it at the time. I think again, it was like the early '80s. Um, Harvest Home hmm. with a very young Rosanna Arquette. And, Harvest. Uh, yeah, it, it's one of these creepy human sacrifice movies. <laughs> it's it's a weird one. Well, that's uh, the way the Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah. No, it probably was inspired by that a, a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to check out Harvest Home, uh, yeah, I think it's on YouTube. A lot of this stuff ends up on YouTube. <laughs> Do you have um, a number one horror movie? You know what? I mean... I remember seeing The Exorcist in a theater. So uh, I remember that and it, it was the re-release. I don't think I saw it. it that, that movie had like a sort of double uh, release. Like it came out oh, really? and I guess it did all right. But then they re-released it like a year later or something. Mm-hmm. And so then I caught it then. And, you know, I was young at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I remember particularly the sounds. You know, a lot of these horror movies, the soundtrack carries a big. <laughs> That's the omen. Like the does omen a lot of the heavy lifting, the music. If you just listen to the score of the omen, yeah, running out, turning yeah. on all the lights, scared. Yeah, I saw the omen when it came out. Yeah, that that I remember that being pretty intense. That's my number one. That is the most yeah. Terrifying but Night thing. of the Living Dead. I never. Right. I you know I only saw that on television, but that still had a pretty creepy effect. You know, it's like, and. Uh, it gets a little goofy because I can only take zombies so seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that but was the first like, one. You know. The Omen. Uh, now, The Exorcist must have been terrifying. Like, I feel like by the time I saw it, I didn't watch it till like two years uh, after I read the book a couple years uh-huh. ago. You know, 
it was it's it was hard to I don't know. I feel like I knew too much. It just wasn't. Yeah, sure. no, you probably heard about the head spinning, spinning yeah. around and all that stuff. So, yeah. It's, Not it's that like, that, I, I was mean, excited to go see the Blair Witch Project. Like, literally 10 minutes before I went in, I found out it wasn't real. So, yeah. <laughs> Blair Witch Project was really one of the most disappointing movie experiences I ever had. If I had seen that before learning it wasn't real, I'd have shit my pants. <laughs> to its credit. But no, I, I, I didn't find it scary at all. I mean, did you know it was fake? No, I, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, okay. I mean, they hyped it. You know, I, I'm skeptical. Yeah, I'm, I'm naturally skeptical about all that. I'm stuff. a babe in the woods. <laughs> but, you know, I saw it in the theater when it came out and the hype was big on it, you know, so I fell for it. And, you know, I'm like, this thing is all about sticks in the woods. I'm like, this is it. I'm like, you're you kidding me? This is all I'm, there was no monsters. You know, it, it felt like a big letdown yeah. when I saw it. I'm like, really? I was how come the word didn't get out there. that it was a big letdown? Or, you know, you, you but you're saying it's, it's genuinely scary to you. If I had seen it before realizing, finding out it wasn't real. Uh -huh. By the time I got to see, I don't even know if I've seen all of it. I'd found out. So I was like, ah, what's the point? You know? Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, well, I, I think I would have been, it would have been terrifying if I hadn't seen it, you know. Well, we still have it a couple more weeks. Maybe we'll uh, check out some more horror movies in the meantime. Anybody has any uh, recommendations? Recommendations, okay, yeah, you know what as, to do. As, as Mike calls the them, comments. Uh, rec, Rex, <laughs> any Rex. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, hey, why not just put it out there? If somebody wants us to try, um, well, I already said the different Chinese dishes, but also maybe, you know, I don't want to do uh, chain restaurants because it seems like everybody's got a podcast where they do that, right? I mean, they're hitting up the chains. Uh, you're uh, about your uh, your enemies, the Doughboys. <laughs> going after the Doughboys? Is that what you're saying? Well, Mike? we yeah. Well, they've been our competition from day one. I don't want, but I don't want to let people think that we're going away from Chinese food. You know, we'll take a break. Now, my idea is to just try some of the uh, stuff local restaurants in my area because i'm kind of new to this area now mm. um and i want to try some different places so that's kind of my goal for the next few weeks i'll right. take it from there that's an honorable goal afterwards <laughs> can i say something before we leave sure uh i'd like if you could give a shout out to my nephew mm -hmm. uh this kid loves him some mike does he mike's so funny mike's great <laughs> Oh, I, I love, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's telling you, he's telling well, you. Well, he straddles a line between <laughs> not admitting he's ever listened to it because uh -huh. you got to be cool and yeah. let me know, big Mike fan, big Mike fan. <laughs> What's Let's his name? The, mm. What's his name? Patrick. Give him a little shout out. Hey, Patrick, thanks for listening. I could use all the fans I could get. <laughs> Maybe a little. Because, hey, Patrick, because let's face it. I mean, you, you, you generate more uh, commentary than I do. You've got your fans. I don't have as many as Mike. So, so it's nice to have a, yeah. a Mike fan well, come you forward. Know, you know, one fan I would like? Uh huh. My nephew. <laughs> I'm not saying uh -huh. he's suggesting you go solo, <laughs> but I am saying I'm not going to be surprised when he does. <laughs> Mike, this. Mike. Uh -huh. Oh, really? Okay. Well, loves Mike. That's good to hear. Yeah, for you. 
I'm like, I'm oh, saying, well, uh, listen, I, I, I read the commentaries and it's all about Greg. You know, it's nice that I, I, I got a word in, you know, I got a fan out there. I mean, it is what it is, Mike. It's all about Greg. Where did this guy come from? This guy is hysterical. I never see those comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These see, comments. They're out there. They're out there. Are, are you out, oh, out there? Like it's a <laughs> No, on the, uh, on the uh, Egg Foo What section on the Discord. Uh, the best show, Discord. Oh, okay. I'll have to look yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah no, he, he, just just like all the financial statements, all these <laughs> Greg is great.